you, you wanna know. Snap your fingers and I'll come running. Da, 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 da. You just call out Coming my name. back to you. That was my nice crooner intro. That was lovely. I think that's now going to be compulsory for every episode. I know you've got a lot of Dean Martin lines, so. I know, but I wanted to turn this into the podcast version of Dean, the Dean Martin show. <laughs> so as this is going to be raised at some point, do you want to really quickly give like a one sentence overview of the Dean Martin show before we get onto a vastly different topic? He has a couch that's brown cow stunning literally i see what you did there and sarah yeah. this actually this actually brings me on to a really important question that i wanted to ask you sarah sahim are you brown cow stunning moolala <laughs> or is it moo-ah-ah? Is giving it moo-ah-ah? you the moo-ah-ah sensation sensation <laughs> i don't know why that wasn't said throughout the song i'm actually disturbed i think we need I'm to disturbed. start tweeting monique Hart every day you had one job monique and you let us down <laughs> exactly they'll do the official uh, grace and sarah remix well it's yeah. just uh us saying moo-ah-ah without any sort of flair or stylistic decisions sort of barely edited in like a bit of static on top mm-hmm. i think it'll sound yeah. really good We're, we've got magnetic personalities you know we'll attract all the brown cows to us oh absolutely our voices bring all the brown cows to the yard i fundamentally identify as a brown cow i think i'm objectively a brown cow oh i'm my kind of brand is either brown cow <laughs> or as I once sent you a tweet, small auntie. I'm trying to think of a good cow pun, but all I can think of is small heifer. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work. Maybe it did work. I don't know. I, I liked it. From now on, we are small heifers. Stop <laughs> Stop boosting my ego. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to make a badge that says small heifer. Oh, please do. I'll have big heifer in just a photo of Nick as the cow. Yeah, well, my sexual identity is small heifer. <laughs> small heifer in a big field. Yeah, that's what the the S and the H stand for. L- <laughs> LGBTQ. <laughs> SH. I always had a feeling. So do you want to guide us through today's topic? I think we should. Episode? So, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the first official episode of You Ought to Know... With me, Grace Lyle Plenty. And me, Sarah Zaheem. And in our inaugural episode, we're just we're going we're going straight in. We're going peak us and we're gonna be talking about the cultural phenomenon, the beauty and the bane of both of our lives, which is RuPaul's Drag Race. God bless. God bless how much this show has viscerally affected me. I didn't realise it was capable of such a thing. But whatever it did to me, I think it impacted you about 10 million times worse. It did that to me in multitudes. Absolutely. And would you like to detail, detail your journey? Because I feel like it's much more uh, poignant. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think you should start as someone that watched it a long time before me because you very much had a big influence on me coming to the show. Ah, I see, I see. Because I'm the old wise one. Exactly, you're my sensei. <laughs> I feel like that's just a weeaboo term for daddy at this point, right? Yeah, I think so. It's kind of a catch-all. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, it's a bit like Smurf. Or is it, I'm thinking of senpai. Oh no. 
A what? <laughs> oh no. Oh, you know, like, help me, Senpai. Is this about the that... Star War? No, this is about the about the weeaboos. I'm the so, weebs. I'm I'm so lost. So I I couldn't you know I can't really break down the exact um, terminology, but from my understanding, weeaboo is a white person that's into anime and like oh, obsessed sure. with that kind of bastardized version of Japanese culture. Okay, like a um, fuck. What's a white breaster called? Waster. A waster. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't take me. Don't take my word on that one. I mean, I a, could change a, a movement. Crusty, I'm too powerful. Yeah, yeah. Moldy. Yeah. Jets. Please don't give them any more power than they already have. See, I'm a fraud. My um display name on Twitter is Hikikomori Povich. I only learned that term from Neo Yokio, so I am a fraud. So does this not have anything to do with Mori? Whatever, Mori Povich. It is. is. It, oh, thank you God. Know, it's wordplay. It's okay, wordplay. I was worried then. But Hikikomori is, um, you know, uh, kind of being very withdrawn and isolated. Withdrawn. Withdrawn and isolated. <laughs> um, I've forgotten words. Um, and um, not seeing anyone, cutting off contact. You know. It's, oh my God, mood. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a lifestyle that people use to disguise the fact that they have depression, I think. So that's why Hikikomori Povich. I love that. Okay, so... We so speaking of a lifestyle... <laughs> <laughs> and now we need to get back to Drag Race. How did I get into it? I don't know. I think I just saw it on Twitter. I thought, that looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a good old time. <laughs> I know, I'm a very simple person. I'm not as complex as my branding would make me out to be, you know, I'm not really sure what my branding is, but um, in my head, I'm, uh, you know, I'm this layered, interesting specimen. But in reality, it's just one, one depth. Exactly. Sarah, (laughs) that's it. I just exist. There's nothing more to it. The woman, the myth, the legend. Yeah. So, you know, watched it once a year, didn't get involved, Mm -hmm. no fandom or anything like that. Um, made my piece, chatted about it with people online, and then I kept saying to you, lover of all things sparkly, that you yeah. would love it. And then you were, I don't know why you were a little bit uh, apprehensive. I don't Tell like... Tell me more about that. I don't like reality television. That is my big issue. I dabbled very heavily with America's Next Top Model in my youth. And looking back, I had exactly the same reaction to Drag Race as I had to ANTM. So y'all should have known this was going to happen. Y'all on the internet, <laughs> to quote Shangela, you should have okay. seen this coming. I had a very, very intense relationship with America's Next Top Model when I was younger. Like, I could name the winners of every single season. Hmm, sounds familiar. Um, and yeah, I absolutely loved it. I would watch it, like, every day. And then, speaking of Maury Povich, I was also very obsessed with Maury at a young age. And then, like, that was it. Like, I watched those two and I was like, I don't like reality TV. And so I was like, oh, like, it's so long. I hate reality TV. I'm only really into, like, scripted dramas. So this just really isn't for me. But, like, you told me to watch it. Other people told me to watch it. And I kept, I think this was, like, season nine was wrapping up. And so I kind of, I saw all the Valentina stuff on Twitter and I was like, what is this? Oh, you didn't watch it live for that no. season then? No, the first season I oh. watched live was All Stars 3. Please feel sorry for me. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. now I remember. 
because I felt so sorry for you. That was literally the most stressful period of any Drag Race fan's life. Yeah, I feel sorry for me. Yeah. I think this is what really propelled me in head first, though, because the only way to sort of <laughs> survive the psychological torture was to try and stay one step ahead and go deep in with the spoilers so they could never, like, undermine me. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you, you like... You like I read this on Reddit. I read that on Reddit. I, you know, you encouraged me to download Reddit. Exactly, and I'm someone that doesn't use Reddit ever, apart from to look at Drag Race spoilers. Like this is how bad it is. <laughs> I think did you? St- I think you spoiled the entire season for me at a bar. <laughs> I <laughs> <Pretty> did. <laughs> <laughs> You're like this happens this week. This happens this week, and then the week after that, this happens and this happens. And I was like elimination. So it's either like episode eight or nine i'm not sure of the ordering but let me tell you these are the facts facts are facts america and they were so what do we like so much about the show because i feel like we've just listed a long like list of complaints like it's stressful we don't like this ma 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 why do we actually watch it it, uh, for the same reason that we like river it's entertaining it sure is i like river well, yeah, yeah, please, please don't lower me to your level of Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a level. I've never I'm wanted a level. If I wanted a level, yes, I, I probably could go out and get a level. Because <laughs> I'm what? A piece of shit. <laughs> okay, I guess the, the corny answer is great representation. You've never oh, seen absolutely. anything like it before. And I think it's fundamentally changed... Um, uh, LGBTQ culture. Yeah, absolutely. For better for, or... for, yeah, for better or worse. But the problem is, it's not entirely representative of drag. But people watch that thinking it is. Oh, definitely. And maybe I don't know. Maybe you have a better time watching it, like I do. I mean, I get stressed about it, but I'm pretty chill as well at the same time. And I think that's because I always have the knowledge that yeah, this isn't really drag. Drag. It's just no. drag queens doing dumb stuff. Also, I think. Being British, we have a very different relationship with drag as Americans do. Like I was saying, I was saying to my parents, like they were like, "Why do you like the show?" And I was like, "Well, I think drag is interesting, and it's something that's been around as part of British culture, like in very different ways." Exactly. Like and Eddie Izzard as well. You know. Well, think about like like people like Dame Edna, and also if you just think about like British pantos, it's just so normalised that there's just people in drag. But yeah, not only drag, but like campness as well. Absolutely, it's, yeah. Also, it's essential to that kind of humour. Yeah, Whether being it's good being or not. from Brighton as well, it's just very <laughs> like run of the mill. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Straight Town, USA. So, <laughs> but <laughs> at least my parents are from Brighton, so <laughs> have that you know, somewhat of a connection. You're clinging on for dear life. Exactly. I mean, I was. I had. Um, um, my uh, my scans were taken at Brighton General. Okay, I'm I'm an honorary Brightonian. We'll we'll let you have it. We'll yeah, we'll put up a plaque in your honor somewhere. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Stick my name on a bench on Hove Beach. I'm we good. sure will. But yeah, yeah, I think because of that, it wasn't really like very shocking or transgressive to watch the show. I was just like, cool, okay. And then for me, it was no. more like, oh, like drag isn't just these old men in dresses. It's like young pretty people too yeah and i think that american twist on it did help because the brits tend to be very stuck in their ways to say the least um (laughs) so you don't really see that i mean i will say i have i have seen some amazing like some really cool like british drag queens like oh sure but like uh, in in the cultural zeitgeist but 
Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's really true. Like that's what we're in something yeah, as pervasive really as drag race. It's helped me with my makeup, <laughs> you know. And um... oh my god, so I had this conversation with someone. I was at like a staff party the other day, and she was like, "Oh my god, your makeup's so amazing." I was like, "It's not, but thank you for saying that." And she was like, "Like, have you always been into makeup? Do you always care about this stuff?" And I was like, "Honestly, like, I started watching Drag Race a couple of years ago, and I was like, makeup, wow, like, it's glitter. so glitter, yeah, glitter, contours, eyeshadows, and not Mariah Carey's failed album." Oh, the- oh, God, love her. Although that's now very much back in the zeitgeist. I've seen know, so many think pieces. Like, is it really that bad of a film? See, I don't know. I thought it just failed because of nine eleven, or was that an excuse? I think, yeah, that was a cover-up. Because that picture of the billboard with the Don't. two towers <laughs> that is down just, in the background. It's, it's such tragic. a singular image. Like, it's so in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, you could never possibly recreate that at any no. moment in time Mm-mm. ever again. No, it's true. Ever. God love her. Bless Mariah. Hey, talking, Bless talking Mariah. of Mariah... Did you know it? So we are recording this the day after the first episode of All Stars 4. So hopefully no spoilers. Did you notice we finally got Mariah lip sync? Oh, yes. And and the perfect song. The yep. perfect song. Yep, yep, yep. Because I thought both both Monique and Trinity did a fantastic job. Normally I can tell who's going to win because they focus the camera on... Um, you know the winner yeah and <laughs> i've really been better. yeah i've really been using this trick that you told me to like determine who's gonna win the lip sync it's so true i didn't realize it wasn't obvious maybe just i pick up on dumb stuff and that's how i neglect the rest of my life <laughs> you know that's why i'm suffering but it makes yeah it makes perfect sense but yeah i think both of them are kind of given equal like screen time i think what it came down to was maybe the uh, the nitty-gritty in terms of you know how they looked it was it was the wig of it all. It was the wig of yeah, it all. Yeah, it was for sure. It was the wig of it all, and I think it was the highlight of it all. Monique's was very silvery. God bless her, but that was too light. Yeah, um, yeah. Although what I really like about her is she has vitiligo, and she does her makeup in a way that doesn't cover it up. But it kind of okay. it's just like it's there. Yeah, I just thought the highlight was a bit more pronounced than normal, and yeah. then it did have that kind of ashy, ashy cast. Unfortunately, no, I, I get it when true. I wear like pretty much any foundation because no one ever makes foundation for people with my skin tone Aww. and consider that they might have hi- hyperpigmentation. But you know, <laughs> what in the world? Never. I know, I know, I know. The poor light skin struggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Every day is okay. a light skin struggle. So we we do have a in our show notes we have a question that says what do we not like? Um, I think we've uh, and then I wrote in brackets how long have we got? Yes. So let's go. Let's go. Oh, it's it's the race stuff, really, isn't it? Hmm. What you mean? You don't want another blonde white winner? I mean, I'm desperate for them. I'm absolutely clamoring for them. I'm really intrigued to see how on All Stars Four they're going to make one of the two white contestants win. Who uh, who's your money on Trinity? Yeah, I think so. I think Trinity is a darling, and I wouldn't mind her winning. I think I have more of an issue with past winners than I do with Trinity. Yes, I think I think we know who you're talking about. Hmm, <laughs> rem- uh, rhymes with it's uh, Chad Michaels, right? Yeah, yeah, that bitch. <laughs> she stole Tammy Brown's crown. <laughs> Tammy Brown, the camp queen who couldn't even do camp. Oh, God, love her. 
Um, so for anyone that kind of, I don't know, I think it's interesting because I watch the show on two levels. I'm like, who is most deserving because they're good? And who is most like, who winning would represent something really good? But I don't, the thing is the winners don't always reflect that either, do they? Oh, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of it is, is who is most deserving versus who would generate most dollars. Yeah. See, I think season 10 had a really interesting intersection because Aquarius statistically was the best. Yeah. And she was also, yeah, the queen they could probably get most money out of. Yeah, she had that pre-existing clout and I, yeah. and I think they knew it would only triple on the show. Oh, definitely. Aquaria went through her own redemption story in that season, but I feel like it was less a redemption story and more like the producers told her just to stop being bitchy. They told her that they must have initially told her to be bitchy. <laughs> yeah, and, and they, they were like, oh no, like, actually, nah. actually, yeah, that was a strange one. I actually, I quite like her now, but mainly I just like looking at her Instagram photos. Well, I I think my favourite episode was the where the girls kind of in, insinuating that she doesn't know how to do makeup on people of colour. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> in the confessionals, she just kept trying to... Address like I can, I can, I can do it, I can do it. And, you know, like okay, I have, I have pudding. black friends. I've done makeup yeah. on black people before. <laughs> so I don't know if it's like a psychological installation of this uh, self doubt, or she's just trying to prove herself. I mean, she came through. Yeah, and the I can't, I can't doubt her skill, but um, I, I just found that insecurity a bit funny. It was also. At the end yeah. of the day, I have to remind myself, she's what, 22? Like, yeah. she is younger than us and we don't have our shit together. So <laughs> imagine winning a reality <laughs> TV show. I know, and that much money. I I feel like the money isn't real. They get a big ass <laughs> check. It will probably go in two years anyway. Oh, God bless absolutely. Capitalism. Yeah. Like, just on, just on a innocuous shit. <laughs> Um, okay, what uh, we'll continue the question. What do we not like? Yeah, good, good question. I know, great question. I mean, you'd always... this whole episode should be ha- about how great that question is. Excellent question, Sarah. So next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it for the whole show. So yeah, I do think like race is a really big issue, and it's like pervasive in so many ways. It's like how black queens and like Latina queens are edited. It's, you know, like who who wins, who goes home, it's the sort of challenges that they have. Like it really is it runs through the show in like loads of different ways. Yeah, and they're always always framed as villainous. And yeah, it, yeah it's not even just like I think it's just queens of colour in general. Oh yeah, definitely. Because you definitely see that they're starting to shape that for Gia Gun. Yes, that's um, so true. Which I find very interesting, um, considering she's the, well, she's not the first open, open trans woman. She's the first openly trans all-star. Yeah, sure. But but she was also open about being trans from the beginning, Mm. whereas Peppermint was a reveal later down the line. Yeah, that's true. Whereas, you know, we, yeah, we already knew that. Well, those who kept up with what she's been up to. Exactly, because, yeah, she but, was, she was, she hadn't transitioned yeah. on the show. I did see it in passing, but if I hadn't have seen that, I wouldn't have known. No, exactly. So, yeah, so for, for cash people like me, seeing her come back, and I thought that was great, you know, when have we ever seen an Asian trans woman yeah, on exactly. TV? But they're turning it around and, like, they're crafting, sorry, just 
hit my microphone. I'm very sorry, microphone. Please don't kill me. I know we had a tumultuous relationship, but we can make it through the night. You don't need um, to resort to violence. I'm sorry. There's other ways. I, I didn't mean to. I feel like I have to fake cry every episode now. <laughs> um, it's just my signature. But yeah, I'm not happy with the way that they're framing her. And no. also, okay, Valentina's little Valentina thing. Okay, fine. She can lean into it because I feel like she has her own agency there. Yeah, she has Whereas... enough like, self-awareness. Yeah, exactly. Like if she's gonna be a bitch, she you know she knows that she's doing it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I guess who turns out to be the villain. But yes, it's also that transphobia as well <laughs> leading. Yeah, to... see, this is the thing. I do worry because like it's not. I suppose it's not so much the show is transphobic because obviously even though it is RuPaul's show, it is transphobic. It's like how much of a say does he actually have at the end of the day in terms of the editing and the production and things like that, but. Uh, yeah, he just turns up, gets his check, and leaves. Yeah, does a slow walk. Yes, and dawling, dollars, and that's it. Yeah, done, done. Couple of cheesy catchphrases. But I suppose you do, you do kind of worry if someone that has those views is like spearheading a show, like how that is going to feed down. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how central he is to the show anymore mm. because he just kind of turns up and leaves. Then turns up and leaves. Yeah, it's almost really, like kind of jarring when he turns up. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, you know, I guess it's that whole economies of scale thing. You know, we have less of him, but we want more of him, and yeah. the show is named after him, so he's the covetable prize. It's his name that's selling the show, but it really is the queens that are allowed to flourish as characters. Well, they're not, but they're molded <laughs> as if they are flourishing as characters yeah. but it is about the queens and their journeys which makes kind of their disappearance afterwards all the more interesting definitely me. i don't know we have short attention spans but i have an excuse you, the rest of you don't no we really don't we're just yeah garbage you're all people yeah i had a feeling yeah Okay, and I think this uh, this actually leads into our next question. It does. What a beautiful wow. segue. My questions. My God. I should win a prize. I mean, prize. I'm pretty sure I actually wrote this one, but whatever. <gasps> I know. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know. I think I, I just scribbled some stuff down in a Google Doc. There you go. I just dumped it on you. Let's just say this, um, is, part, this is our hive mind. Let's go for that. Yeah, exactly. We're just one person at this point. Yeah. We're like Leila Majnu, reference for brown people. Um, Customary okay. reference for brown um, people in every episode. Exactly. Does that include those little, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it like watching drag races, people of colour? Not particularly fun. Which, whatever do you mean? I know, I know that's such an out there statement. It really, you know, mm. it's not like I've said anything else this episode to back that up. <laughs> With all those diverse winners. Like, oh yeah, uh, like uh, Jinx Monsoon <laughs> and uh, the other white people. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the ones with Jane the Virgin cameos. Wait, who had a cameo in Jane the Virgin? Definitely Chad Michaels. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I th- I think I think maybe Willem. Willem is in everything. Willem has a cameo so, in everything. Yeah. You know he's on the cover. He's on the cover of a Rilo Kylie single from like 2007. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know how he gets around. Fair. But yeah. I I gotta praise him. I can't. I can't. 
you know, I love Willem. I'm I, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a big fan. I'm a white man's whore. <laughs> this is it. This is my manifestation of that. No, of that you're insult. you're a white you're a white drag queen's whore. Yeah, I think that's slightly better, right? I think maybe yeah, it's got a bit of nuance to it. Yes, they're they're, they're a bit more understanding of gender. <laughs> yeah, it's painful. You definitely see that. You, there's along with that racial disparity, there's an economic disparity as well. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of those white queens like Aquaria, they come in and they have these designers willing to bend over backwards to create these like gorgeous custom pieces. Yeah. Whereas you have, you know, you definitely see like more black queens and more Latino queens are struggling to make ends meet and like sticking together rags and exactly. just trying to make it work. Well, it's like if you look at okay, so take Chichi Devane from season eight yeah, and yeah. All Stars three, and take Alaska. Both queens are very like thrifty. They use like garbage bags and things like that. One of them constantly got told off for having no money for looking cheap, and then Alaska is like her brand is like wearing garbage bags. Exactly, you know, she's celebrated for something that others are derided exactly. for. It's, uh, it's problematique. Ah, c'est um, oui. Mm-hmm. Ah, oui, oui, oui. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I think it's definitely extending into this season as well. I mean, okay, Monique has more money now, but she doesn't have as much money as the others. No. That's just the objective truth. And that's concerning for me. Okay, great that she won this challenge, but... How is that going to manifest later down the line? Exactly. And I'm not looking forward to all these like racial and class politics mm-hmm. again, because if if you're going to create a safe space, that needs to be a safe space away from all of those stresses. Yeah, I'm sorry, because exactly. it should just be about the competition. Yeah, it should be. And I think as well, I feel like a lot of the cultural references of a lot of the challenges they have to do are very much skewed, generally speaking, towards the white queens. So if you think about like, the share challenge. Carol Channing. Carol, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so they don't have a frame of reference, do they? No, exactly. It's like, where's the, like, yeah. Janet Jackson challenge? I'm not saying challenges should be, like, either, like, black or white, but I do feel like they're very sort of stuck in this certain type of, like, nostalgia. And then Aja was... um eliminated for slightly misunderstanding what that... Was it the Studio 54? Yeah. Which, I'm sorry, 54. I'm sorry, that fucking, that fucking jumpsuit was incredible. That was, in, oh my God, it was, it was absolutely something mad. Cher would wear. Absolutely yeah, something Cher would wear. Also, I love. And they were like, oh, it's not, not from the right year. I'm just like, oh, it's five years. Give it a rest. I mean, I'm a big fan of Arjun's on Twitter and I love that afterwards, I think like a good six months afterwards, she was like, I asked people that went to Studio 54 and they said they would have worn it. I, I swear you, you've seen at least like 10 variations of it. And if you look at photos from back in the day. Yeah, definitely. You know? But yeah, so she gets critiqued more severely for that. But then what was, I swear like a, a query of war something in one of the episodes that wasn't really, um didn't really adhere to the brief. Mm. And she still got through. I feel like it was orangey or maybe yellowy. I can't remember. Do you know what I'm thinking I, yeah. of? Oh, was it the Versace thing? Was it the Versace thing? Like, it was like a skin... Was that when she was, skin like... Skin-coloured Yeah, was that, like, the old, old people challenge or something? Yeah, and she was trying to be Donatella Versace, it. and it just didn't work. Yeah. But she still got through. She did. And I feel like Arja did much, much better than her in that mm. challenge as well. So it's kind of ingrained. And I don't know... Like you said, I don't know 
um how much final decision rue really has like who's balancing this stuff yeah exactly but i think it is still very much skewed i think that could yeah that could be because of who's behind the scenes or it just could be rue's own internalized bullshit um but from the sounds of in interviews it does sound like it's rue's internalized bullshit yes. just to be honest which is concerning and, I think and it's... he has a lot of it so and I don't think you can ever have like a fully realized show until you overcome all these biases. Mm. And yeah, we're what like so we're ten normal seasons and four all star seasons down the line, and there's still so many problems with the show. It's like, are we beating a dead horse? Yeah, like, this is the same problem season to season to season. I don't. Who said it? Who said that the winners are essentially cursed of ev- any season? That's true. I think that's true of reality TV in general, to be honest. Yeah. Because they never really have that much of a lucrative career afterwards, save for Trixie. But I feel like someone's just trying to make Trixie happen. I don't know who she sold her soul to. Oh my to, God, I know. But when will she... When, <laughs> instead of when will my husband return from the war, it's when will she leave? When, when will she go to war? <laughs> when will she go to war? When will she, when she, go will she become away? the truth? Yeah, exactly. Oh just just somewhere with no signal. My God. <laughs> I think it's interesting. I think some of the winners have like gone on to be lucrative, but they've kind of developed like a very small niche. So like I think Jinx like really knows what she's doing. She just like does her own thing. And she has like such a solid fan base. Okay, I had no idea about that. This is the insight that you can bring to this show. It sure I'm is. I'm so happy. Yeah. And maybe like Bianca as well. I feel like everyone likes. Oh, what her. like uh, making rape jokes and. Oh like yeah. That. See, see, there you go. I don't know. See, I just see like I see the fandom, you know, supporting, and then I don't read into it. So she's bad. She's cancelled. Goodbye. Yes, let's um, leave it at that. How's Bob doing? Very good question i think i recently unfollowed bob on instagram so i'm a bit lost at the moment okay. oh no what happened what did happen i think oh it was because first oh do you know what it was it was just he kept defending people that i don't think he should have been defending so do you remember the whole azealia banks thing yeah so for any listeners that are not privy to this drama filled gossip like it's ridiculous so azealia banks did the song called the biggest beat um a few years ago and then a couple of years later uh rupaul releases cool mother which are basically almost identical and azelia like you know azelia banks that's like we need a whole like two hours to talk about her but i think understandably in this case she was pretty mad and she put him on blast on social media and then a load of the queens especially the black queens interestingly like, we're coming to Rue's defence and, like, we're, like, slamming Azealia. Rue's entire discography is ripped off of other <laughs> people. I don't think he, he has a single original song. Yes, they might slap. Yes, okay, I'll give you that. But no way, yeah. So that was, yeah. So I think he defended, yeah, he defended Rue against Azealia Banks. And then I think there was a couple of other, like, little things where I was just like, oh, I'm not too... Yeah, I think... An essential lens to viewing Drag Race is to not like Rue. If you, if you like Rue, then you're not going to like the show. <laughs> and you're not going to like the queen. Well, someone, because... someone made the best meme after the season 10 reunion. It was like, you know the one that's like, uh, 
friendship with so and so ended. Now so and so is my new yeah. friend. Someone's just like friendship with RuPaul ended. Now Asia O'Hara is my new best friend. <laughs> I know she should. She should run the show when when he's ready to retire. But he'll never be ready to. Retire. I mean, you know, technically she should sue for being slapped by him. But I know. I don't know how he's going to survive on the BBC. Oh Genuinely, God, there's no advertising. He won't even. He won't be allowed to promote his own shit. It's going to be now available and it's just going to be like a beep. On, on generic <laughs> streaming, streaming networks. Streaming networks the world over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be, it's going to be so fun to see him suppressed by the, by the uh, uh, powers of nationalization. Yeah. I mean, and also just like the social media discourse around it has been amazing just like yeah every single facet of like shit british pop culture has been like dragged up for this oh dragged up and yeah it's either going to be terrible which i'm kind of hoping for or it might be vaguely redeemable mm, i think there's going to be a good balance but it depends on who's the, who are the guest judges yeah, and who's on it exactly what kind of queens are on yeah. there what kind of challenges there are how well they perform in snatch game and i think it's going to attract an American audience since it's in English. Just, that's you know, true. Just by yeah, that's really true. Uh, default, you know, they'll find I some dodgy way to watch it. I can't wait to find out. I can't wait to watch American people find out who Jenny Collins is. Oh, my God. No, no, I need, I need, I need her to be a permanent yes. judge. Yes. You need big personalities like that. Like Jennifer Lewis on oh, um, this week's glorious. episode was fantastic. Yeah. She was having the best time of her life. Those sunglasses gave oh, me life. She was being blinded by the rhinestones. My only regret about that is I think it would have been fantastic and it would have been interesting to see if she could have been biased if she'd been on last season with Shangela, who lives Perhaps. Yeah, that's probably why they avoided yeah, that. Makes sense. I'm just obsessed with the fact that she lives in Jennifer Lewis's basement. Like, what a See, life. I could do with a reality TV show about oh, that. That would be, like, transcendent. Jenny and Shangi or oh something. God, <laughs> something along those lines. Oh, God, I love her. She's a yeah. treasure. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Replace Michelle with her. I know people find that contentious. And I feel like Michelle does give good critiques at the end of the day. For better or for worse, she she does push the queens to be the best, but she is a little bit harsh. Yeah, she is harsh. Whereas Jennifer has like a like kind of a more bomb. She was just enjoying it. And then she was like, she was yeah. just like it's boring. Stop it. Like, yeah. And like, it definitely comes up from like that fundamental world of enjoyment, whereas Michelle's looking for something wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. And Jennifer's trying to, she was trying to cultivate each individual's yeah. talent, even if, um, you know, someone didn't perform as well and she gave criticism. I don't think they felt bad about that criticism afterwards because of the way that she framed it. And also it. because it's Jennifer Lewis saying it too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's, yeah, exactly. Make her the queen that's of England. Right, so... <laughs> I'm sure she'd do it. I think, I think she, she would. would. I think she'd be honoured. Diverging from the scripts a little bit, but something we haven't actually mm. written here, and I do think is an important part of the show, is the judges. Uh, do you have like a right. favourite judge? Do you have a favourite guest judge? Who would you like to see judging? Okay, like I said, I think Jennifer Lewis has been the best guest yeah, judge. Been, Objectively the best. I think John, John Walker yeah. is pretty good as well. I can't remember when when he was on. How for how long ago was that? It was a while ago, I think. Yeah, that's probably why I, I guess don't remember. Maybe it was for the John Walker's challenge. That probably would make sense. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, 
Bruce Valanche is definitely the worst one. The I one think. was that. I don't remember that. Oh, long time ago. Long definitely time ago. Not. You know, this is the worst thing about Drag Race. I didn't think. I never thought that Lena Dunham was a bad judge on the show. I Honestly, know, she was just, she I felt was yeah. Mean. She did it. Yeah. She gave good critiques and she analyzed what was going on well. I'm like, damn it, why are you doing this? To I know, me? just be be a mess. Give us more reason to hate you because it's not like we've got enough of those already. Maybe she's better when she's judging other people That's, rather yeah, than trying to be yeah. introspective. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So are we saying are we saying Lena Dunham for permanent judge now? <laughs> <laughs> In, um, for the prep school um, for a version of a drag race <laughs> headed by a Violet Chachki. Oh hey, leave you leave Violet out of this. Only poshes are allowed to enter. I mean, that might just be UK drag race, to be fair. Yeah, I think well, worst, worst guest judge is kind of hard to assess since there have been so many bad ones. That's true. <laughs> I you think, know? Yeah, it's more just like people that aren't memorable at all. I don't know why Kamal Nanjiani sticks out to me. I just felt like was, he also did a good job despite how uncomfortable he felt with his, you know, with his whole straightness. Yeah, I think that was very surreal. <laughs> yeah, because like he, he was looking down and then people were complaining. He was like, no, I was taking notes. I, you know, I was like, okay, fair play. I, I don't see anyone else he taking really, notes. He focused on the judging, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like he was, he was immersed in the experience. <laughs> Because you do have to kind of like make like Jennifer Lewis and and just get into yeah, it. Yeah, like be Otherwise there. Otherwise you won't have a good time. Like properly into Yeah, it. exactly. And I found that like with every challenge they kept going back, cutting back to her yeah. face. There was a reason exactly. for that. They don't do that with no. every judge. But in terms of regular judges, Russ. Russ and Carson, I, I love them. They're white gays, but I love them. them. I could never. I always get sad when they're I not know, there. I know, me too. That's how much I love them. And then it's just Michelle. Again. <laughs> she's just, you know, she's there. What about you in terms of judges? In terms of judges, I really like Lizzo, actually, on season 10. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just biased because I love everything she does anyway. She doesn't do anything bad. No, that's she just doesn't. That's just the no, truth. Cast Lizzo as Ursula uh, or, or Jim. Yeah. Unrelated, but important. Um, who else has been good? Okay. I don't know how I feel about this still, but how do you feel about the Lady Gaga? So she walks into the workroom and she's pretending to be a Lady she, Gaga. Exactly. She exactly. Had reveal. I loved that. You know, it was the perfect amount of cheesy yeah. and we could see where it was going, but it was fine. Like it, it was a nice moment. See, cause I, I do that thing where I watch the episode, then I pause it after the critiques, oh, you do. then I watch Untucked yeah. and then I finish the episode. So everything just merges into one. You've gone like a, like I didn't a do that super with this episode. episode. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's, it's essentially like, like a, a movie. <laughs> exactly, it's masochistic. Um, <laughs> I'm just torturing myself with the queerness. You of can't it torture all. yourself. Um, how are you going to torture yeah, anyone else? Yeah, George Bush's favorite <laughs> proverb. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was a bad joke. Uh, <laughs> I, I should be cancelled just for that. <laughs> cancelled or redeemed? I'm not sure. <laughs> no cancelled i deserve it okay where were we talking we were talking about torture we we're talking about lady dark <laughs> just you, kind da of you dare it. you dare two words that should never <laughs> be used together in the same sentence okay 
Well, I think I just broke. I just broke that barrier. And... I've set the precedent now. Oh, oh. on Gaga's life, Gaga, I apologize. What it's uh, what does um Tiffany Pollard say? Beyonce, sweetie, I'm so sorry. Gaga, sweetie, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sweetie, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I think I enjoyed her episode. I think she was also she was immersed in it, but in a different yeah. way. She did. She took on that kind of motherly. That's role, true. But that's what she loves to do with her little soft voice and. Uh, she just needs to be, yeah. Tiny frame. Mo- yeah. Gaze. <laughs> the motherly gaze. <laughs> that was a pun. That was a pun. The motherly gaze or the motherly gaze? You... Exactly. You don't oh, know. It's worth Yeah. That's what we're here for. Isn't that so smart? Isn't that so goddamn yeah, smart? Yeah, that's pretty damn smart. Is that what you wanted to hear? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, where are we now? Favorite seasons and queens. Oh, okay. Why? This is fun. Who do you do you have a favorite? I feel like you're quite ambivalent and you just want to love as many of them as possible. That makes me sound like such a darling. And you're ruining oh, my branding. For everyone. You've all done a lovely <laughs> job. Exactly. I mean, by that I mean like five percent of the white queens and then just all the queens of colour. Exactly. You know, I just remember the ones I want to remember. Yeah. I don't follow any of them on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> but then I'll see them. I'm like, good for I'll you. Good around. for you. Yeah. You have a fun it's time. Like I, just, I feel like I just tell you things that Katja is doing and you're like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I do. I, I am my mother. That's like, <laughs> that's my harrowing realisation of the day. <laughs> Who knew I have nothing get to say, deep. but that's nice. I know. This might as well be psychotherapy. <laughs> hey, it's free. You ought to know it's all sorts of things. It is all sorts of things to all sorts of you people. You ought to know that we don't just do podcasts. We are now fully licensed uh, therapists. Exactly. It comes to us. Private rates. Mates rates. Mates also, rates. can I just take the time to apologise that I feel like I sound very nasal in this episode and I keep sniffing and I usually have a beautiful songbird voice, so I apologise. Yeah, dulcet yeah. tones. Maybe this is making me sound I like I'm saying, cool yeah. sexy. Well, I was saying to you earlier, I think I sound like a powdered donut when I'm recording. And I think I sound like I, someone I, in a powdered wig, so. Yeah. We've both got roles I, here. It makes sense to me, yeah. It makes sense to me. It feels like there's a mask of of some sort of powder. Like in uh, my, the um, motion picture Gone Girl, where Ben Affleck kisses Rosamund Pike in a cloud of icing sugar. But you are the icing sugar. Yeah, I am the icing sugar. That's my voice, they're kissing in. Yeah. Just a cloud of you whispering. <laughs> Question, because you, you, you bravely admitted to me that you would hit hit that in Argo. Oh yeah. Would you hit that in Godga? No. No. I know you I know you I know Why? Potential, but still no. Why? I have a very specific taste, and I only really fancy him if he has a beard. But he has the hair of a two thousand and seven emo tween. In yeah, that movie. He does. Yeah, he oh, does. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> he looks like Justin Bieber. No, he doesn't. He's got a good the beard. The hair. The hair. The hair is not the, the beard is not the issue, it's the, the hair. hair is not the one. I like how we focus yeah, on the facial I... features and less the whitewashing of the story. 
<laughs> that, that's a whole different thing. I don't even want to go I into that. We we'll have an Algo oh discussion discussion one day. Maybe we'll do an Algo commentary because I watched the extended version by mistake and it was painful. I love how now we're not just talking about things we like, we're also talking about things we dislike. We are so verse on this show. <laughs> we keep it focused. Yeah. Other podcasts they have they have detailed notes. We just have about fifteen questions written on a Google Doc and we're winking. Sometimes it. we answer them, sometimes we don't. You'll never know, but you 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 ought to know, I guess. Favorite queens and favorite seasons. And you've also written here why. Yes. I don't know why I wrote that. I'm, I'm <laughs> usually I'm probing the other person. <laughs> is it because you, you just now this like, question is being flipped on myself? We need to give reasons for why we like people. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me. Uh, this is hubris, right? This is pretty much hubris. Yeah, I think so. I'm Icarus, and I've flown too close to the sun. And the sun is a Google Doc in this case. And the wax is melted lipstick. <laughs> Yeah. It works. It works. It's an analogy. Okay. All the seasons blend into one for me. Sure. I could not tell you one season from another. I'm going to admit that straight away. So there you go. My question's already caught me out and made me look like a, like a <laughs> bumbafu. Um, a favorite queens. Hmm. Okay. Honestly, I think it might be Latrice yeah. and Arja. I'm here for that. I absolutely love both of them. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, and Shangela as well. Yeah, and Chand- I do love Shangela. I started welling up every time Latrice was just on screen yesterday. I just love her. So oh much. my god, that twelve number! Oh Ugh. my god, twelve, bitch, twelve. Yes, you better fucking twelve. You just look amazing. An angel among mere men, and just like so, like kind and so like big hearted. I mean, you know, like yeah. what you see on screen anyway. For sure. I mean, I feel like with Latrice, what you see is what you get anyway. Yeah. And I'm glad that she got that opportunity to prove herself again, that she didn't necessarily get with the cursed format of uh, All Stars 1. Exactly. I'm 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 marking the cross right now, but you can't see. Where? Or is this a metaphorical cross? It was no, it was it was physical. I was really doing it just using like a couple of my fingers. It's quite a okay. Quite small and charming. See, this this podcast is visual as well. <laughs> yes. Who do you get? <laughs> With which other podcast do you get such a dexterity of performance? I know such detail. I know. I know. But yeah, I would love for Latrice to win. I don't think it's going to happen. No, because we don't get... Okay, so shall we talk about uh, <laughs> yesterday's episode? Yes. I mean, I think we've kind of... We've sprinkled tidbits through the episode, but let's uh, let's dive yeah. in. The military proper propaganda episode. Which one? There's been a lot. Uh, yesterday's military propaganda. <laughs> oh, okay. The most part, recent Part 72. One. Sure, 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 sure. You know, casual. So, okay, let's break this down to sections. Okay, entrances. Who was your favourite? Ooh. Mm, Trinities. The body bag that was working for you. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was creative. I thought it was funny. You know, it was silly. So. Yeah, it was on, it was on it. brand. Yep. I'm actually, I was a big fan of Jasmine Masters because she got to say the word junkie whores. So. Oh, that yeah. Was working you know, for me. And, that, and judge. Yes, get your judge. And that pantsuit was like amazing. The one with the, the striped one. No, the floral one that she wore for her entrance. Like she looked beautiful. 
Oh, okay. I don't really remember that one, but I do like a good floral suit. So yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't think there was a single bad entrance, was there? No, I don't think so. They're all looking good. Yeah. Yeah, because even Fire and Loan's entrance was good. It might not have been effective in terms of what she said, but, you know, she looked amazing. She did she... some whining. She got the message across. So my friend um, said to me that our group of friends at uni are just universally known noise. It's just pheromones. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, that is the millennial mindset. Yeah, it is. It? It's the noise. It's the mating call of the millennial. Exactly. You know, that is what... Baby boomers think we sound like anyway. Yeah, that's so true. let her. As we're uh, slicing up our avocado us. to our avocado toast. Because we can't afford to buy houses. No, but we've got a good stash no. of avocados. So. <laughs> exactly. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Healthy fats, healthy so fats. So if we've got avocados, she must have like, Faramone must have like, oh, so many. Avocados. You know, Her avocado don't want none. Unless, um, it got... unless you got buns, huh? Yeah, for avocado toast. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, that works. Yeah, thank you. That works. Thanks. <laughs> well done. See, guys, Sarah's not the only funny one. I'm not funny. I just say stuff. That's that's, that's all I do. That's your I brand. I just float by... Hey, speaking yeah, of Yeah, I float um, through life and I just say crap. <laughs> uh, Jasmine Masters' stand-up comedy was um not good. I feel like okay, we need. I think we need to go through each queen's performance. Yes, that sounds that sounds fair and just. But I'm just trying to find the order that they came okay, on stage in. So but I can't. Monique was first. I can tell you that for three. I'm just. I'm on the Wikipedia page. I'm just trying to see. Um. Okay, I can't. I can't find okay, it. Okay, we'll um, just we'll just do it in random order. So I'm just gonna list yeah, them. Okay. okay, so Monique. Um. Yeah, I'm literally just reading it out in, in the order of the contestants okay. listed on the on the Wikipedia. Then I know what I've read. So, okay. Shall we start? Okay, we'll start with Farrah okay. because she was the oh. most... She's the, she's the first one listed on wikipedia.org. Oh, wow, yeah, let's, so uh, I, let's go in at the yeah. deep end. Yeah, exactly. So let's just, go. just one more for all time's sake. Farrah, oh. Oh. Uh, I mean, um, staging, beautiful. Yes, great set design. Coming I don't know where she got the Dolores from to do that. I know. Does she have a sugar daddy? That... Does she want a sugar daddy? If she could go out and get one, would she go out and get one? These are questions. Okay, she definitely has a sugar daddy. No question about yeah. it. I thought that the show would provide the costs for that. That sort of is a good performance. Point. Because they were saying, you know, oh, it looks expensive. And then she was saying, you know, all my life I've always wanted to be able to, you know, I've always conceived of this mm. in my head and I never was able to afford it. And I'm just thinking, why would the show spend so much money on her set and then nothing on the others? Yeah, that's true. I guess so... she must have brought some stuff with her. Also, I love the fact that she was like, all my life I've conceived of coming out of a giant highlighter. Yes, even though it was only fashionable like four years Absolute ago. Mood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is all her life essentially anyway. Yeah. We're all babies. Highlighter and crying. So uh yeah, it wasn't great. The actual execution. That's the uh that's the uh, interesting part. Ooh. I don't know if it was nerves or if she just isn't a burlesque dancer. I know, which is kind of concerning if so, because that's kind of her whole shtick. 
is being very burlesque. Right. You weren't given the opportunity to really see that. No. And I don't think ever, we've ever seen her do burlesque before. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I think you're right. At least, like, not on the show. Maybe on, like, Instagram or, like, seeing her live or whatever. Yeah. No. Yeah, so that was uh, with the slip and all that. Oh, she went down hard. But even if with a slip, you know, you can walk that off and you can still make it safe. Absolutely. But... I think, is that, is it? I never know because it looks like it could be Microsoft's model. I think it's actually like season one, which I can't watch because of the film. The filming makes me feel ill. But someone slips on the runway and they just turn it into a spin and they look amazing. Yeah, I think that was Akashia. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, we'll put it on our exactly. Media you just you just roll enjoy. with the punches. Yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna be perfect every week. But she was already you know she'd already had let her insecurities get to her, and that affected her performance. Yeah, so I, I think it's the thing. It's when you when you're shaken anyway. Yeah, exactly. But like, so you can't even say, oh, despite she fell, she still, you know, turned it out because she didn't. Honestly, it should have been a double double elimination, but I know they wouldn't do something that neither of them really deserved to stay. I'm I'm being honest. Yeah. And I think I read somewhere that it's interesting they were in Watton because they were the lowest placing contestants out of the whole whole set queens that we've got at the moment. Yeah, that's true, actually. Because they're both meme queens. Yeah, true. They both are, yeah. So how much can you really? And I think this get is something that them. we should uh, also discuss briefly. It's fun speaking it into existence, and that is sort of the ways that the queens exist outside of the show. I think that's why Vanji wasn't invited back because yeah. all she said was Miss Vanji again and again. But that took on such a life outside of the show. That's now like its own entity. Yeah, but I feel like maybe she doesn't need Drag Race anymore. Mm. I think it's. Uh, I just want to stress it's okay to say no to All Stars 4. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard rumours that Kimchi was basically like, I wouldn't go back because I showcased everything I had to offer. Yeah, I mean, I think that was proven with the Christmas special as much of an infomercial <laughs> as that was. She hadn't improved in dancing. She was still just as fucking funny. Still looked as amazing. Yep. You know? I think she was already at the height of the game. Absolutely. Drag Race expects you to be good at everything, mm. but no one is. Uh, next on the list is Gia Gunn. It was beautiful. It was lovely. Yeah, she, it was so gorgeous. she did like a kabuki act uh, with like fans. Yes. Oh my god, the fan spinning. The fans were, were gorgeous, and I don't, I don't know what they were. Those little, they looked like fireworks, and then when those. I think yeah, like some out. kind of like streamers <laughs> I don't, I don't know or what something. What they are called? What they're called? But yeah, it was it was it was great. But I knew it was never gonna win. It was too ethnic. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, everyone was kind of skewed out by it because they didn't know what to think. Of it. Yeah, and um, that sucked. <laughs> but you know, talking about lowest place, actually, she was Gia Gunn's the lowest place. She was placed tenth. Yeah. So Jasmine, oh no no no, Jasmine was twelfth, and uh, Farah was eight. Oh okay. Uh, Monique was also eighth, though. Yeah, she didn't get very far. Yeah. But it felt like such a long season. That's true. Yeah, so it felt like she was on the show forever, right? Yeah. I'm not just uh, imagining. No, that. also, they did give her a lot of screen time because she is fucking entertaining. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, she was basically the narrator. Yeah, so I mean, this, she is, was, this, this is. She um... was 10's Katia, right? Oh, absolutely. So... 
this is something I think is quite interesting about the Queens of Colour, is even though they're maybe not treated as fairly, they are often like the narrators of the show. So it's like Chandler and All Stars was the same. Yeah, I mean, even with the Game of Thrones references, oh you know, they kept it snappy. Um, they had good shady stuff to say. There's a reason why Farrah Moen wasn't featured that much, even though she was leading this episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so with Gia still, because she said, like, you know, she's training Kabuki for, what, 15 yeah, years? Yeah, I think so. But she's also found that, like, new b- boost of confidence yes, in coming out. exactly. So she could be way more than 10th place material, but it still is hard to tell just because she is so well-versed in Kabuki. Yeah. How is, how is she going to perform in other challenges? Exactly. I know she can do, you know, the, the music challenges. I have no doubt about that. Um... And she's got, she's got the looks, but... Yeah. Yes, the classic thing. Can they do comedy? Yeah, the comedy challenge is going to be a hoot. (laughs) You know, literally and not literally. Okay, let's move on to everyone's favourite large in charge, chunky, funky, uh, (laughs) superstar, um, Latrice Royale. I mean... We already briefly touched upon this. Unique, spectacular, never been done before. Um, Oh, it was so good. Taking that traditional cheerleader crap and making it yeah, so it's like sexy. That's a thing in the US, right? It's called um, (laughs) color guard, right? With the flags and stuff. Yeah, I don't. You see it at a pep rally. Yeah, that's all I know. I couldn't even tell you what a pep rally is besides like teenagers putting smiles on. Uh, Sure. Yeah, we know. We're just we're just two humble girls from the UK here trying to understand some US traditions your weird culture <laughs> yeah she's 46 and did you see those prances oh she can outperform every single other yes. queen here in their 20s and 30s easily because now jasmine's gone she's 41 the rest of them are all in their 20s and 30s none of them yeah that's true the oldest person is melilla who is still nine years younger than her was she in her 30s 37 but also like she is the definition of like a seasoned queen. Like she's been around for ages because she's so good, and she's grown up and came of age outside of Drag Race, which I think is important yes. because she forged an identity for herself without this kind of looming cultural phenomenon. Whereas all of these others, other queens, maybe besides Gia, because she was she's actually a lot um younger than I realized. How old she's is only she? Twenty eight. Oh wow, she's only okay. twenty eight. But I suppose in terms of like her, like she obviously trained in like other art forms. Yeah, exactly. So she again, she has that pre-existing talent. Whereas a lot of these other queens, their drag is influenced by Drag Race, and yeah, that's kind of it's not always the best thing, is it? I mean, yeah. I mean, look at someone like Aquaria. Obviously, that did pay off. For yeah, them, but some of the others she was won so... because she became the ideal drag race queen she yes. didn't become the ideal drag queen and that I think is that's very true distinction to make whereas i think someone like the is more like an ideal drag queen all around hopefully that translates um i don't know if it will it has so far but uh if i don't see her in you know in the final lip sync i'm gonna be really upset actually i'm gonna be like as am i, I want- I want Latrice and Trinity in the final, but I think it's going to be Trinity and Valentina. Latrility or yes, Trin- Trinantina. Ooh, Trinantina. Exactly. Hello, it's names. me, Trinantina. 
<laughs> Beautiful accent. Thank you so much. I've been practicing. Yeah. Okay, Manila. It I was silly. It was but silly, I liked but that was it. nice. I feel like often yeah. with that kind of show, they take themselves so seriously. Exactly. She did something camp and weird and and stupid, but it worked. It, yeah. Um. And you know, and she had loads of personality and character, despite despite the fact that her face was face was away from the audience. And I feel but that's she quite did. Hard to she do. tried to kind of turn and give like a little twist. Yeah. And like, I feel like it's a very like she balanced like it, didn't Manila she? look. Yeah. I think that that's what she's best at. That kind of those kind of weird quirks. And I'm glad yeah. to see that it's not just. In, in her dress it's in her personality exactly well. see yeah. I'm very interested in Manila because I haven't rewatched is it season 3 she's on yes so I only remember certain things about her so I'm very interested to see like how she's changed how she fares in this competition so yeah same yeah I'm here for that journey I, she was definitely like in the bitchy group on her season oh I yeah think. the Heathers oh that was it yeah yeah Despite being a season three queen, I think she's still very popular. Yeah. She's got, yeah, she's got longevity. Yeah. I mean, whereas someone like Laganja, where she's just like a catchphrase queen, now she's quit drag. <laughs> so, uh. Has she quit drag? Uh, yeah. She wants to move to Denver and become a medical marijuana activist. Oh, my God. She said, like, no one's turning up to her shows. Oh, my God. Which, Did you know again, fun, all she um, does is death drop and say, oh, cur. Fun fact her and Gia used to live together. Really? Yes. How did they cope? I know. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to Monet Exchange. Okay, first of all, she's replaced the pussycat wigs with those goddamn leotards. Why? I know. Why? Stop Why? relying on one thing. <laughs> she's so Stop relying good. on those bodysuits. But that's the thing. Like, she has, number one, she has money now. Yeah. Number two, she has more friends and more people to tell her to wear other stuff. It's and not yet. as if... And yet. Also, I'm... Blooming fishnet tights and the oh bodysuit. I'm a bit I'm a bit bored of the sponge now. Yes. I think this season is very much, it's a callback season to what people have decided were like their signature moments from their original season. Yeah, they're definitely, they're all iconic for all their own reasons. This season isn't about like reinvigorating the career of, of um, you know, some lesser known Sonique type. Yeah, either. which I think the last season was more about because none of them really placed that high in their original yeah. seasons. No, absolutely. And then absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so if you think about like someone like Trixie, like it was less her referencing stuff that she'd done previously on the show and more her referencing like her career outside of Drag Race, which obviously Exactly. Unfortunately then... is quite vast. But they use that as a justification for her winning, which I don't think was I the mean, point. No. It's not about rewarding someone for having a good career. It's about rewarding them for their drag. But whatever. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. <laughs> I'm not going to get... There's only so many started, hours in a day. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, with Monique, the sponge thing is overdone. It was... It is... It still gets a laugh, which is fine. But she needs to prove herself outside of that. Yeah, and it feels like Monique's, like, brown cow thing is a bit more developed because it was kind of... It was such a throwaway... Yeah, and she's not okay. The rings were a bit weird. I'm not gonna lie, because it's, it's it's not weird. Oh it yeah, kind of, yeah. It was a bit over. It was a bit of overkill, wasn't it? Oh, but with 
Monet, you know that she has those different talents, and she yeah, you know that she like can she can she can that. sing. She's like a trained opera singer. If she does it in baritone, <laughs> I just want to say <laughs> that it has to be baritone. But I don't understand. If you've fine. got such I an amazing baritone voice, why would you not focus on that? Exactly, it's funny, you know. Yeah, because you have that. You have that contrast with. Sorry, my stomach is making all sorts of weird noises. That's, That's just the sign. We got to wrap this up. Uh, yeah, instead of weird bed music, you're just going to have my stomach grumbles. What? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. She can dance. She can sing. She can jive. You know, I'd like the safety dance says. Um, I hope she gets the boost to just do what she's capable of. Yeah. Which is hard to do when all she's brought with her are bodysuits. I know. So please, let's <laughs> hope she can sew. Because I thought at least, okay, fine, she entered with a bodysuit, that's her signature thing. But then I thought that she would wear something else for the runway. Not for the runway, the her performance. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, Monet. But no. Monet. You're I don't too think good for this. this is like end of days for her. This is just like a little, a little blip. Oh, uh, yeah. She can turn it around. I mean, we've seen it before. Yeah. So... Okay, Monique. We've I think we've already talked about her at, le- yeah. at length, but I can always stunning. go back. Brown cow stunning. Okay, that was fine. Okay, that's a good example of just like owning something stupid. Exactly, just, something so yeah. insignificant that for some reason yeah. would not go away. Because it's exactly. funny. I mean, it's it funny. Yeah, and it's just an isolated thing. Whereas, uh, you know, hopefully, if she doesn't pick out, she doesn't um, reference it again, then we're good. Yeah, exactly. If she continues, then we have. There's a only problem. so much I can take. Yeah, because at least the, because the sponge was like okay, a sustained gag in ten. Yes. But then you know you come in and okay, the the sponge. What what did she bring out in the confessional? She she had a sponge thingy. I think it was, was like a sponge like, a bracelet? like crown or something. Oh, that was it. That was fine. Yeah, should have just left that. it at that. I know. Just left it at that. Oh, both of them. They annoy me because they can do so well. I just Absolutely. I know that they can do so well. I'm 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 hopeful for Monique. I think she's a sweetheart. Oh and yeah, so absolutely. funny, and I hope she tries to self-direct again. Bless her heart. That Maya Angelou was perfection. Oh, I, I, you couldn't, you couldn't fault it. Okay, Naomi Smalls. I don't know what she did, but I loved it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. I like, that wig reveal changed my entire life. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. I didn't know she really had that in her. But you know what? That's good. And now they've said to her, like, we like, we want more of that. We want yeah. more weirdness. So she's capable and she's funny. Like she's always been funny. So it's 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 in there. So hopefully, like she leans more into that because she can, she's got she's got the rest of it absolutely down. Like, oh, too. she looked incredible. That makeup. Could you tell me what she did? Because I genuinely don't know so, what that was. Do you remember uh, Milk's uh, variety show song "Touch the Fashion, Change Your Life"? Oh no, 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 sure, but like I don't know. I think what it was the, the sequel was. to that, pretty much. <laughs> yes, that's what oh yeah, without the ve- without the Velcro, though. Yeah. The Velcro was dumb. This like because her talent was literally just <laughs> sticking Velcro. <laughs> what well, was it? Your talent, your talent can't be Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> she posed the shit out of those poses oh my god oh my god like i might have to watch that again like 10 times i've already screenshotted just the grandpa wig reveal 
<laughs> it, I don't oh, know why no I one said like. Can't exp- what was it? It was so weird. <laughs> I don't know why no one said like I'm stunning or like I'm stunned. You know, <laughs> that was again. These people are bad at wordplay. Why aren't I a judge? Honestly, I would have said. Mu- yeah, forget, forget who I would have said. I'm guest stunned. judges. Just get us. We'll provide the onk onk. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a good one. I think. Yeah, was Rue that who was. Didn't get it? Was it Rue who didn't? I get think it? so. Yeah. No, I think it was Michelle. <laughs> I thought it was Michelle who said "unk unk" and then Rue was like, "What?" Oh, maybe. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Trinity the Tuck. I wasn't as big a fan of it as the judges were. To be perfectly honest, it, it played into what what they love which is just like camp 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 that's true very that's american true. yeah i don't i think it was a fun concept um i don't know it was charming she was just standing behind a big um piece of cardboard for most of the thing <laughs> just no velcro with a tear oh that was skirt. what was missing i mean that tuck is insane it, it, it better than mine. Admit it. She's got us beats. We okay, we I think we're both going through our relative country phases at the moment. Yes, you know, absolutely. Praying for rain down in California so the grapes can grow and they can make more wine. I don't know. I just wanted a bit more. Country yeah. is so fun. Country is like emo bullshit. It Even is. More at that. It's emo and, banjos. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's still depressed white people who smoke too many cigarettes. Yeah. It's just like yep. a different, different variant, you know? Exactly. It's a different flavour. <laughs> instead of salt, they use a bit of uh, uh, pre-cracked pepper. Cracked corn. Pre-ground pepper. Cracked corn. <laughs> and moonshine. Oh my god. Moonshine instead of yeah. uh, vodka slushies and uproar. Birmingham reference for you there. Uh, <laughs> I'm full of them. I'm full of them. I'm appealing to the masses. So basically, what we're hoping for for this season is more country. Oh no, please don't, because my heart will melt. And like, I think I'll actually be obsessed with the episode. That's the problem with the season. <laughs> I've, I've been uh, blasting Dean Martin's Houston, my album of the year. All week. You heard all it here week. first. Yeah. I'm, I'm just obsessed with it. It's all filler. It's all filler or easy listening crap. But I love it. So no killer it's at beautiful. all. No killer at all. <laughs> I mean, with beautiful lyrics such as, you take a hammer, you get a nail, you build a home. Wow. The metaphor in that. <laughs> the metaphor in that. That is just so <laughs> profound. I know. And you want to know what the song is called? Is it called You Take a Hammer, You Take a Nail? Hammer and Nail. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, this album doesn't even try to hide from the fact that it's filler. And it came out in 65. I mean, crooners, crooners were dying at that point. It was all about rock. But he was trying. Oh, Dean. Oh, Dean. Anyway. <laughs> Valentina. Valentina. Um, It was cute. Yes. I did like but... La Vaca Moo Moo. I mean, in the oh, yeah. <laughs> The cow. That was good. <laughs> I think I love how like she thought she was insulting her. 
<laughs> I was like, nope, it was actually the most wholesome thing that you can think of. Um, I... What did she do? Oh, yeah, now I remember. It was just... She was trying too hard to show that she could lip sync. I mean, stop. It's okay. We know that you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, I just got a reverb. That echo, I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We'll, uh, we'll cut that out. It's okay. We'll leave it in for effect. This is this is a psychedelic podcast. This whole podcast is one long prog rock song. Prog rock prog song. Oh, oh, yeah, that is pretty good actually. Just call you Rick Wakeman. I don't know what he does. Call, know call me, yes. call me, uh, <laughs> prog rock daddy. <laughs> call call you prog rock mother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. guess who's back in the house? Yeah. Hills prog rocking around. <laughs> what Richard Harris is quaking. Um, I'm coming for his gig. Okay, so Valentina, it was cute. It wasn't amazing. No, no, no. I mean, her wig kept going in her better. face, and that annoyed me. It's like, yes, okay, we get it. You know, she didn't buy a good wig. She has all this money, but I don't know. What's it going on? Dior Berets, guess, apparently. It, you know what? It's another variant of Naomi Smalls's I don't know what she did. But Naomi with Naomi Smalls, I don't know what she did and I loved it. Yes. But with Valentina, I don't know what she did and I was confused. Yeah, that's but accurate. I was confused with Naomi, but I was I was kind of more thrown off. What what the fuck is going on here? What am I supposed to be looking at? Exactly. Because with Naomi, you're supposed to be looking at her. You know, just her essence. But there was a kind of an, a, a strange, uneasy... It's like a fucking David Lynch film. It looked very beautiful, yes! but there was something weird and malevolent about it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of... It was a bit jarring. I mean, yeah. it was almost like you were watching like the, the like a butterfly getting its wings clipped or something. Hey, let's, not, let's not talk about butterflies. It's too soon. <laughs> Rest <laughs> in peace, sweet angel. <laughs> Uh, yeah i don't know it was it was kind of tragic but also but it was just mediocre enough to save her yeah it yeah it wasn't ter- i i think because there was like out and out bad performances no i mean save for farah and jasmine well yeah that's what i mean so that that was like an yeah. obvious bottom too so i think yeah. everyone that was kind of fine could just like scrape through easily yeah, there was really no question about it, was exactly. there? I mean, exactly. Exactly. I think even with picking the top two, it was pretty obvious. And also when it went to their lipstick, I thought they both had an equal chance. Mm. Which they did. Ah, so, uh, but it's um, the wig of it all. They hate they the hate a bald head. Do did they did she throw it or did it just flip up? She there? flew it. She threw it. She flung it. Okay, and they were like, nah. I mean only do that if you've got a wig reveal, right? I mean, I like, think there was a bit of glitter, rule. but it was like a handful of glitter. Okay. <laughs> at least it wasn't butterflies oh <laughs> butterflies under the wig that would have been amazing oh no it would have been horrible I don't even know how Asia wasn't constantly freaked out on the stage I would have I been know. dying oh oh no oh. okay and uh, finally Miss Jasmine Masters who has something to say but didn't actually say anything she had nothing to say <laughs> yeah you know, it's like, again, we're bringing it back to Riley Kylie. She was talking trash, but she wasn't saying anything. Mm-hmm. It was disappointing. But also, I think this is yes. kind of what we were talking about. Like, 
she's such an entity outside of drag race it's like does that translate Mm. back to a very rigid format and it's whether that translates to actual cash money yeah realistically it doesn't a a couple of viral videos what is she gonna get like some paid placement for something it's not something that it's not a service that she can sell exactly but also i don't know i don't know if she cares I think she likes yeah, she likes doing her drag, she likes doing her local shows in like LA or wherever she lives. Yeah. And she just makes these videos like for the hell of it. I remember but I that's think... what I like. Her attitude was so good. Exactly. She, she didn't care either way. No. The best one of the best um No, I was just gonna say one of the best quotes of twenty eighteen, one of the best uh pieces of criticism of twenty eighteen was just I think it was in a panel, Katya was like, um, Jasmine Masters videos is cinema verite. <laughs> Which is true. It's <laughs> it the really cinema is. of truth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anything, you can—they're—they're they're vignettes into her soul. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, they—they they possess a lot more meaning than we um, initially uh, perceived. Exactly. Yeah, there's longevity there. But like, I felt like her happiness and her and her acceptance of the situation was genuine. I yeah, did feel definitely. nothing but yeah. I mean, she didn't want to listen because she is an older queen that's stuck in her ways and she doesn't want to change. That's true. She didn't want to change in her original season and she doesn't want to change now. And like, if that works for her, that works for her. Yeah. You know, you I just, I don't think like door, she's necessarily, it? yeah, so... exactly. And they're both, yeah, both queens are like a really strong fan base. They really know what they're doing. Yeah. Like we said earlier, this is, this isn't about drag. It's about what drag, drag race is version of yes, drag. And not everyone's exactly. going to fit into no, that. No, not at all. And that's Okay. That's okay, because the ones that do, where are they now? Crappy movies. Like, that's it. <laughs> Whereas you have Willem and uh, Shangela potentially in an Oscar winner. And you so, have uh, Ginger Minj in Film of the Year, Dumpling. Yeah, Ginger Minj and Jennifer Aniston on the same bill. Yeah. Who would have thought it? I mean, I, I dreamt it, but I didn't think it would come yeah. real. <laughs> and here we go. The white, queens, the white queens are here for us. Hi, it's Sarah Sahim of Sarah Sahim fame. We decided to shift this episode a little bit and include a check-in after week five of All Stars. So please enjoy this Jennifer Lopez segue that is hopefully short enough not to get us in trouble. Okay, it is now one month later, 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 later. Did you like my echo? Uh, We did an actual echo last time that it was the same episode we should try and do that again we have gathered uh together we have got our shit together we have uh reconnected after a month of uh falling out we had a yeah. big fallout didn't we grace didn't we talk sure to did. each other i know i don't want to talk about how you stole my my jeans and you stole my heart is that a song it should be now it's it's, it's a country yeah, really, song. But yeah you stole my jeans i stole your heart oh, yeah <laughs> I mean, I'm in, I'm, I'm really in the wrong room. Sorry, Otherwise, no. I would bust my guitar out and uh, and uh, try and write something to that effect. But it's okay. I'll I'll save every, everyone's ears. Um, okay, so now five episodes of Drag Race have passed. They sure uh, have. Yes, and uh, after hearing Mariah Carey and her rival Ariana Grande and Whitney Houston and Tina Turner and Aretha Franklin. Oh my God, these are all legends. All the lip sync songs are like legends, legends. They got money now. Like mm-hmm. they've got like sh- money now. Yeah, but it's for the big songs as well. So they have money, money, money. Yeah. Yeah, as Abba once sang. Ain't it funny? World. <laughs> where you, uh, where you uh, uh, see a man drowning in a river 
and, and you, you send them good vibes. <laughs> and you pray to God <laughs> that he doesn't drown. <laughs> That's it. That's all you have to do when you have money, I think. Instead of That's off- true. instead of offering to pay his hospital bill, I'll pray for you, bitch. I don't think there was a hospital bill, so I'm pretty sure he dead. So Oh, he legit dead because of all that praying. We just we don't know, which makes me assume he dead. Was there even a man in the river? It was his inner saboteur. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe he's addicted to praying for other people. Oh my god. (laughs) So we're here to talk about what we've thought of the season so far. And in particular, what we've thought about the um, contestants' uh, performance so far as well. We'll focus on episode five. Um, and talk about the major twist, which was supposed to leave us gagging, I think. Were you gagged? I was vaguely gagged. Yeah. I heard something slightly different was going to happen. Okay, so what did Reddit tell you? (laughs) Reddit told me that they both eliminate Valentina, and then Rue's like, nah, it's not happening. You know what? That's probably where it was going anyway. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, it's obviously all staged anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, who would have thought? But I think Rue did not want Valentina to go because Valentina is going to win this season. It's pretty damn obvious. Okay. I think so. I mean, if she doesn't, then Valentina Stans will murder RuPaul. That is true. Flat out murder her. See, I actually disagree. I am, I don't know about you, I'm a thousand million, billion percent obsessed with Valentina right now, but I don't think she's going to win. I love Valentina. I never want her to leave. I don't care. You fix the show to keep her in. Roxy Andrews can get to top four being consistently awful. Valentina has been nothing short of entertaining. She can get through to the end. Well, that's the thing. Even when she wasn't funny, you were still laughing at her rather than with her. I mean, the world is just Valentina's telenovela and we are all unpaid extras. I'm so happy to be an unpaid extra in it. I am gagged to be an unpaid extra. Valentina, defender (laughs) defender of Aaliyah rights. (laughs) It's just us, uh, that judge with the bun and the gold and then just some other people just watching, living for it. (laughs) The one. Uh, So she didn't like her her, um, runway, did she? No, she did not. (laughs) I don't know who she is. Was she a YouTuber, that that lady? Comedian? If I don't know anyone, I just assume they're a YouTuber. It's just safer <laughs> to do so, isn't it? I think that's accurate. Yeah. It's like, okay, they're probably for another generation, yeah. which is the same generation as my generation, I think. God, that's weird, isn't it, that we're out of touch with our own generation? You're, again, you are more in touch with our generation than I am, I think. Yeah, that's by virtue of you working in a field where you have to keep up to date. And I do have to keep up to date, but I don't. Um, <laughs> I, I get overwhelmed by all the emails. I can understand that. I know, too many emails. Oh, this is this is how we're spending our new year. Complaining about work mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, when we should be podcasting about also stressful stuff. Yes, um, week two, we had Monet Exchange v Valentina. And they lip synced into you by Ariana Grande, and they both picked Faramon to go home. R. Good R. decision. Faramon. Good yeah, decision. Also, that was the conclusion of what I genuinely think has been one of the most fascinating reality TV arcs of all time, which is the Valentina Ariana Grande arc. She came back with a vengeance. 
she yeah. made sure to articulate every single um word she synced the hell out of her lips yeah she went from oh she doesn't know the words to oh she knows the words yeah she's been blasting dangerous woman and crying in the corner of her room in the fetal position oh so relatable that's just all yeah that. same yeah. we snatch game of love okay let's talk a little bit about the snatch game because okay. i think it was uh underwhelming overall but I saw, I've actually been lowering my expectations season by season about Snatch Game because I saw a tweet, I think it was for season 10, and it was like, Snatch Game is always the most anticipated challenge of every season. It's always the worst challenge. I know. I mean, the when was the last good Snatch Game? At least six years ago, right? You know what? I will say hand on heart because I thought about this a lot. I think the last good Snatch Game where there was more than like four, which I guess is all you can ask for, like good performances. <laughs> Season seven. Um, who was on season seven? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have I to mean, Google I that now. I just think it's that one because that was when Paul did Big And, which is the most underrated snatch game of all time. Big And was so good. I think you know she really seized the monotony of her um of her um intonation and just delivered. But she was like so fucking funny. She was incredible. Yeah, it's yeah. a wonderful challenge. We look forward to it every season. It never really delivers because it's not really that fun to watch people flail. It's high pressure and hmm. not a lot of the drag queens are used to it because they're not impersonators. They're just exactly. not. I mean, I'd like to see Rue do an impersonation. Right. <laughs> I was thinking about this. If Rue did all of these challenges, would she win? That is really interesting. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I think she did fine on the music challenge. Sorry? She's so famous for being herself. Exactly. And then in something like this where you're forced to take on a pre-existing person, it's difficult. If you're, you know, at least if you're writing your own character, you can take it in the direction you want to. Whereas even with a caricature, it still has to say, stay loyal to the uh, source material. (laughs) I mean... Some of these were, you know, just about grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just, as long as it has that kind of semblance of, uh, exactly. of uh, realness and not in the drag, yeah. the drag terminology. Not the realness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Epi 3. Manila Luzon versus Trinity. They both so, picked Gia to go home. We did. Also, briefly, can we say Manila's nose, yes or no? I did not like it. <laughs> I'm not sure how other people felt. Yeah, tweet us your thoughts. Did she go too far again? So tweet us, hashtag, oh no, she better don't. <laughs> there you go. That's better than what? Uh, there you go. I should be hired as a writer now on Drag Race. I think I, I, I think I qualified. I came up with, uh, with the Mu'a'a sensation. Oh no, she better don't. And they failed to. This is a sign that the quality is lacking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes, they both sent Gia home. I think we can agree it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Although I, I was firmly enjoying Gia this season. She was a bitch and she knew it and she was having fun. It was so funny. I mean, cringeworthy comedy, it has to be the right kind of cringe. It, it has to make you like so uncomfortable that you never know what it's like to experience normalcy again. And Gia Gunn on this season was almost 
not quite there, but almost at Finding Francis level of um, uh, <laughs> of, of discomfort. Yes. Uh, specifically the scene where Nathan is in the hotel room with the escort and then he puts on, was that, what's that Dum Diggy song? What is it called? Is it just Dum Diggy? I, I think yeah, so. When he, when he dances. Yes, when he dances. I have never felt more uncomfortable in my life. It was horrible. I had to pause it every 10 seconds just to like (laughs) recoil. My stomach felt like it was going to burst. I can't even explain just how horrible it was to witness that. And yet it was it was one of my most favorite moments from Nathan for you. Gia Gunn falls into that category. I think that's absolutely spot on. You're like, oh my god, stop! But also, like, please continue. Yeah, it is. It's it's like a a car crash that you just you know you gotta take a little peek at, even yeah. though you don't want to, and even though it will disturb you. What is it that she said? What you're gonna do? What you wanna do is not necessarily what you're gonna do. And who did she say that to? <laughs> I don't know. I just know that she said it, and that is kind of how I felt. Like. I don't I don't want to watch this anymore but I know and her insistence on on doubling down as well and she knew it was time to walk away but she still didn't Farah left and she says I love you and I think that was the conclusion to you don't actually love me as well yeah so we've had the conclusion of two arcs on this show yeah there was a lot of closure wasn't there yeah RuPaul's closure right (laughs) that's what all stars is if (laughs) If if the standard um if the standard episodes of Drag Race are RuPaul's best friends race, then All Stars is RuPaul's closure race. I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, week four we had Manila Luzon versus Monique Hart. Manila and Monique are coming up a lot here. They so- are. So mm. are they kind of so obviously Manila is definitely as we talk about shortly. She's uh she's leading the season, isn't she? I think she's got the most wins. Yes she hasn't been in the bottom so far no she hasn't that's very true yeah she's she's been in the top for yeah for the last three weeks damn that's pretty good yeah this was the episode of latrice gate Uh oh yes okay so improv challenge as well okay improv is difficult yes yeah it's not easy is it unless you know you're a white boy named Barry whose parents paid for your UCB classes mm-hmm. and you turn up to Sketch 101 or Improv 101 and you say, hello, teacher who didn't get the writing job on SNL. Teach me how to be funny. And you don't realise that funniness can, can't be taught. And it's a lesson for you that you'll never quite learn because the UCB will continue to exploit you and have you perform for free, but no one will turn up to your shows. And it'll be a cycle of self-loathing. Whereas you could just be people like us who are constantly riddled with self-loathing but have learnt to laugh at themselves. My therapist tells me off for laughing at my self-loathing. <laughs> He's like, it's, he's like, he's like, it's not really funny though, is it? I said, it's a, I said it kind of is. And he said, is it? <laughs> Let me reshape the tragedy into something more digestible, even though it's not really digestible. Yes, exactly. After that tragic real moment, we'll get back to, we'll get back to week four. Okay. Improv challenge. 
honestly, I just, I don't know about you, I just found this quite a boring challenge to watch. I don't know if it's because it's been so acting heavy the last few weeks, but I think just like going from Snatch Game into this, I was like, ugh, really? Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of diversity as well, because with no. the acting challenge, it's always a comedy challenge. Yeah, and we know. True. I think it's like, if you give Valentina a script, because she's very good at getting into character. Yeah. I'll give her that. Like, she stays in character. She, you know, she was actually kind of funny, kind of funny this week. And um, so say if you gave her a script rather than something that she has to improv, she would kill it. So it's kind of, it's, I think it's a little unfair that this wasn't scripted. Although I thought she was pretty strong in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think what she found her footing. Hmm. And because, again, it's not a per- a real person. She could take it wherever she wanted to go. That's true. Exactly. Okay. So this challenge sadly happened. We lived through it. We survived. Um, Latrice first- didn't. Exactly. She did not survive. Yeah. So Poor I- lady. I do think everything they were saying was pretty accurate. She is probably, like, across the board, the most beloved contestant probably ever, I would say. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone dislike Latrice no I think she might not be people's favorite but I don't think anyone necessarily has anything bad to say about her yeah she's like Stacey Lane Matthews if Stacey Lane Matthews wasn't Stacey Lane Matthews exactly I yeah understand that statement mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense sure <laughs> I don't know whether improv is just not her strong point if she's just really good at throwing shade that might be it, yeah. She's gonna, she can do a one-liner, but I don't think necessarily in character. I think it's like we, what we were just saying about Ruth. She's good at being herself. She's good at being the truth. And that's why I think she would have n- nailed the roast challenge. Yeah, that's really true. And she might have won. And that's I know I said previously that oh, Latrice has you know has it in her to win, and I think she does. Maybe she's not in the right headspace either, or yeah, she just needs true. more scripted stuff. I think with the scripts, then she can riff off that and change things a little, a little bit. But um, she needs to be told where to go. Because like, not every actor could write and direct. That's not fair no. to ask of them. We can't all be Monique and be self-directing. <laughs> and just basically ignoring Cecily Strong's advice, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and to be fair, it worked out great for her. I thought she it was uh, I thought fab. she was funny. I th- honestly thought Monet might be in the top might have been but i guess not okay so what did you think of trinity's performance in week four in week four uh she was just kind of there Mm -hmm. i think there are a lot of people that were inoffensive and they were just like there like she was there naomi was there valentina was there and i was like okay fine yeah i mean trinity's another case of someone who's really good at one-liners as well yeah like she can she can throw shade like nobody's business like then that's why she's featured so prominently um as a talking head second unit narration (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um, yeah we're one of the black girls that has a cold or something yeah i mean it's definitely like monique monet and and um trinity those are the three and, um, and valentina Oh, yes, of course, of course. I, I don't know why, just Valentina just, because she is so idiosyncratic, she kind of morphs into this uh, kind of phenomenon of her own, it's you know? True. And I don't I don't view her in the lens of drag race. It's just, <laughs> it's this... She's just a, a, a monolith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like a monkey at the beginning of um, 2001. <laughs> 
I mean, like, uh, you imagine the monolith, but it's wearing a, D- a leather Dior beret and it's got its eyebrows shaved off. And it's oh got my this, God. And it's contacts it. Mask on, please. <laughs> the monolith just shows up. Is it on the moon or is it on Earth? I can't remember. But it, or is it on the moon? Does it shows well, up on the it's Earth. It's everywhere. Yeah, it just kind of pops up as and when it, like Valentina, just <gasps> pops in. Yeah. Pops yes, in, makes. makes a statement, yeah. then leaves. Cinematic parallels, Grace. That's film theory. <laughs> you're the one who studied film, mate. <laughs> so you're gonna, everything I say is attached to your name on this oh, show. Oh, <laughs> so it's up to you to verify that or not. But yeah, so it's definitely those four. And I can't even... <laughs> Remember, I mean, Naomi sometimes pops up, I guess. Yeah, sometimes. And Manila sometimes as well. Yeah, that's true. But I guess they're the more like the the straight talkers out of the group. Yeah. Whereas the others are, uh, you know, they can dish dish it when it needs to be dished. Exactly. So, yeah, I think again with Trinity, I think she needs a focus. And when she doesn't have a focus or she has other people to play off and a focus. I think she needs those two things because they loved her yeah. sister Mary Koontz thing. I was like, okay, that's okay. But, you know, they loved it. But in that in that challenge, she had one, a focus, two, uh, other people to bounce that's ideas it. off of. What like to feel. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, you know, obviously in the confessional, she's got, she's watching everything on a monitor. She has something to make a comment on. But if Lady Bunny's doing nothing, then, you know, what can she do? So Latrice leaves, everyone cries for about a million years, but it's probably the right thing to do, right? It's what she deserves, as the meme says. This week, it was the roast. Okay, Manila's roast. What did we think of Manila's roast? I was very here for it. She had presents from like the moment she came on stage. I like the black umbrella. Yes. It was funny. It was, was, you know, I expected nothing less from her, really. Yeah, that's her element, isn't it? Very draggy humour. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because she's seasoned, she knows how to throw shade that would appeal to ruin Michelle. Absolutely. Well, like you saw that in the workroom, literally Manila opened her mouth and Ruby was like laughing. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like she was a shoe in a a sense, right? Like for the top spot. So what do you think about um, Monet? um, um, she opened, right? I think she opened it. She, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was funny. I didn't. She didn't like particularly wow me, but she was funny and she had like solid jokes. So, do you, who do you think should have been in the top? Do you think Monique should have been in the top? I thought she was really funny. I laughed the most at Monique's. So as well. did I. It was just stupid, and I liked that she had a character. And she really yeah, yeah. I mean, and. That slapsticky stuff normally isn't my style, but even when she like was shaking her boobs up and down, I was I was gone. I loved it. Yeah, you know, because I guess it wasn't like a hateful portrayal of a black pe- preacher. You know, because I guess it was kind of like rooted in admiration of the church because she's very religious. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, did, did I did I use that right? I don't, I, I can't sing like that so. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to sing what in agreeance. I Yvette Nicole Brown like singing back. I loved it because she has such oh, a nice I voice. I know. Like, did you watch that episode of BoJack Horseman where she played Beyonce? 
and then she falls over. I don't know. Is well, because it... Yvette Nicole Brown sounds nothing like Beyonce <laughs> at all. She's got this very deep voice, and you know, Beyonce's very resonant, but she's not. You know, she doesn't have that lower register. It, it sounds it sounds like Yvette Nicole Brown, but it's still like Love she it. sounds amazing. So she was a great judge. She was she was getting her life. She really was. Her, her and Jennifer Lewis would be oh. great judges, permanent judges. Can we just say, I think we touched on it before, but Jennifer yes, of course. greatest judge of all time. Greatest guest judge. Oh my God. I swear she brought her own sunglasses. Oh, I- <laughs> she just went up and she was like, I'm ready. I can't do, I can't do an impression of Jennifer Lewis. I wish I could. Don't try because, no. you know, she's a legend. You, you would never will be able to. Yeah, that's probably why Shangela didn't, even though Shangela could probably do the best impression of Jennifer Lewis that because she lives with her yeah you know she has the Jennifer Lewis privilege god I wish I had that privilege <laughs> one day Jennifer Lewis if you're listening which I know you are to a very popular podcast Grace would like to live with you in yeah, your basement I'd, I'd like to be adopted I'll share I'll share lodgings with Shandra it's fine I'm immediately yeah you can have a little bunk bed oh oh my god get the sitcom going right now yeah that's it Get the Wayans brothers on it because they seem to executive produce like everything. Of course they do. Um, it's not even Wayans brothers anymore. There's like 20 million Wayans. It's Wayans's generations now. <laughs> How many of them are there? I can't keep up. I Genuinely. Uh, you know what? Okay. Tell, give me a number of how many Wayans are there, and I will tell you whether you're right. Uh, 25. Wayans family. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm just going to count the famous people. Okay. It's not 25. Okay, we have Dwayne. We yeah. have Keenan Ivory. We have Kim. We have Damon. We have Sean. We have Marlon. We have Nadia. We have Elvira. We have Deirdre. And we have Vonnie. That's 10 Wayans. Damn. And they all have children, right? I think you missed a junior. There's like Damon Wayans Jr. or something. Oh, but these are like the main... Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get into the nitty gritty, there's like a Damien Wayans, there's a Shantae Wayans, there's Craig, Summer, Greg, Jamel, Justin, Brandy, Amai, Zed, Sean Howell, uh, Layla, I thought, I thought you one name for a second there. <laughs> no. Marlon Wayans II, Damon Wayans Jr., Michael Wayans, Carl Mia Wayans... Kyla Wayans, Jolie, Nala, Keenan, Bella, Daphne. You know what you could say about that family? What? They go way in the back. <gasps> okay, insert rim shot here. I don't know whether I'm actually going to, but if I don't, then I'll keep this bit in. You know. <laughs> it's, just you know a, much of a muchness. Yeah, exactly. Just to guide our listeners to like feel yeah. the rim shot inside them. Deep down that- the soul. Yeah, feel that (laughs) (laughs) kind of (laughs) vibrate through their body. At the end of this episode, there was a twist. Would you like to talk about the twist? (laughs) I don't know what accent that is, but we're going with it. We're going with it. In the infamous words of uh, Miss Lagonja Astronja, oh, you wanted a twist. However, I actually didn't. Yeah, I think they kind of fooled us into not by not setting it up. I mean, I saw it coming this season because they always do have a twist. But at least last season they had like yeah, the same thing for every season. Yeah, like at least last season they had like the older queen, the um, Hall of Famers, um, you know, do that Handmaid's Tale thing. Had absolutely no payoff. 
Yeah, none at all. They they tried to do something. Yeah, and it didn't work. (laughs) The only thing I will say is when it reached the point where I thought I knew the spoilers and things kind of didn't go as I thought, I was like, wow, this is kind of all open now. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, so... um, I was kind of gagged in that way. I was like, I genuinely don't know what's going on now. So have Reddit spoilers changed to reflect this uh, twist? Not yet, uh, I don't think. I think everything's just up for grabs now. Oh, no. I know. Okay. I feel alone without... Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Your life feels empty without, without, without those updates. I've tried with Reddit. I can't, I can't quite it's get it. It's stressful. Yeah. It, I really, the I, layout's I, very messy. You just go on it for like five minutes, like once every couple of weeks and I just have to go off of it the toxic drag race culture oh absolutely yeah <laughs> okay so um did you watch the um teaser for next week's episode because yeah, it just came yeah. on at the end of my stream yes I have seen it yeah so there's gonna be a lip sync for your life it's a lip sync obviously one of the girls is going and then being replaced by one of the older queens right i presume so yeah i imagine the older eliminated queens are coming back for a lip sync and then whoever wins that lip sync will pick who goes and then in turn they will be put back in the competition i think so yeah yeah because you you could see like latrice like leaning over the box and all the other girls going up to the box yes that's true that's very very true kind of hinting that there's going to be like multiple lip syncs and they maybe if the eliminated girls win there's a chance that more than one of them could come back in i do love a good lip, lip sync smackdown though yeah i'm quite you here know? provided there's that right um emotional uh push behind it i think it can be uh done well um but it depends on who the best lip syncer is out of everyone so you've got jasmine farah Gia, and latrice yeah, I don't, I don't know. Feel confident about any. Oh no, Latrice is good. Yeah, Latrice can twelve bitch twelve. We we established that in the yeah. earlier you part of the split. episode. Do a split. Oh yeah, so that's true. So I yeah, I just have a feeling that that Latrice is coming back. It did kind of fit feel like you know we've been talking about arcs. It felt like her arc was unfinished. Yeah. So in if she's coming back, I think that obviously means someone else has to go. Oh. So who do you think is going? So I'm sorry, I'm placing... I'm giving you all the difficult questions because really I don't have the strength to answer them. Do we think that it's still going to be one of the four queens that were in the bottom last week or could it be the top two to 12? Mm. Mm-hmm. Because also they, they pick their lipsticks, but... What does it mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you had to pick someone to go home, who would you pick? I know I, who would I who I'd pick. Like, you know, related to how well they've done in the competition, or who I want to see go further. Mm, both. Okay. So to be honest, I don't have anything against her, and I like have gone through a very love hate relationship with her. But just like Trinity, I'm just like she's there, but I don't particularly care about her. Mm. And I want it to be an all. POC season as well and if she goes then it will be <laughs> so no I agree I do agree but I know that she probably isn't going home oh no I'm sure she's not I I mean honest person who deserves to go home is probably Naomi 
right? Realistically. Well, yeah, this is the thing. Does it, what's better, being entirely safe for the whole season or having highs and lows? I don't know. Hmm. But it depends because based on how they've gone in previous seasons, right? You know, they'd prefer those those highs. Hmm. But then they have picked queens who have just been mostly like coasting, right? Proxy. Uh, I don't even know if that was coasting or not. I feel like she was just <laughs> bottoming. Right. <laughs> Power bottoming, I think. But um, I, will, I will say to you, this is my prediction. I could be wrong. I still wouldn't be surprised if Naomi wins if she doesn't go home. And let me tell you for why. Tell me, bitch. Because I feel they're trying to give her a very, a very, a very... Similar arc to what they did for Trixie last season. So you think she'll be there in the final? I feel like she could be. Yeah, you know what? You're yeah. right. Just safe for like so many weeks, and they're just kind of there. They don't really get that much airtime, and then they do dreadfully, and they're in the bottom, and then they get that like fire underneath them. They're suddenly like, no, I'm gonna win, and they win like two times. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it sucks. It sucks. But well, they did that with Naomi on her season as well, which was fine, you know? I like Naomi. Yeah. But also, like, I just kind of feel like she's not really there. I mean, she herself said she was depressed after after her season and she quit drag and she recently got back into it. And I guess that's because she needed some coin. Let's be real. Oh. And, um, well, I mean, like, why else would you get back into it if it made you that miserable, you know? True. <laughs> um, True. She needs a good modeling job, like, just oh, a, yeah. a legit normal model. So Someone give her like a proper modeling job so she doesn't have to do a career that makes yeah. her miserable. But yeah, that's my that's my prediction. I really would not be surprised at all if she wins. Yeah, at this point. I mean, because they're obviously priming Manila to be the bender de la creme of the season, right? Oh, uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And then Manila's then Manila's gonna turn around and be like, I'm a seasoned queen. I've proven myself here. <laughs> and then we'll be like, Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> could be the chanter of this season who could be uh manila could be the chanter of this season that's like, true wins like everything but doesn't win yeah but she hasn't been in the bottom so far but then it is like pretty much halfway through isn't it true. ish ish right i don't know who knows how many more twists they'll be doing oh god at least 20 i think okay <laughs> rue's a contestant then <laughs> sarah who's gonna win yes Oh, okay. It just depends on what they're going to go, what the story editors have gone for. <laughs> so it could be Manila. It could, Monique might be in the finale. Like she might be the one lip syncing for her legacy, but we'll lose. Mm. So Monique might be the Chandler of the season. But yeah, um, could be right. Yeah. And uh, Manila, yeah, probably will be the Ben. Um... We should probably stop comparing this season so much to an older, very bad season. But that's what's going to happen, isn't it? They're going yeah. to disappoint like, us every time. We're like, who's going to be the Alaska? Who's going to be the Alyssa? But... <laughs> they, they haven't hired anyone new to come up with this <laughs> shit, so... Also, and you know like, what? Season two was just so, like, top tier, just like... It, it was just so... It's like, like we say about Valentina, it was just a monolith. Like, it was just... <laughs> A perfect season that there's no point like referring to it like in terms of other seasons the monolith the monolith shows up and uh starts posing yeah and pose uh, and pose 
I have really been enjoying this season, which is a strange sensation for me with Drag Race because <laughs> normally it's like a painful enjoyment, you know? I it's, think I agree with you. It's really compelling. Even if I don't like what's happened, I'm still 100% down and I'm enjoying the ride. I don't want um, to end purely because of Valentina. Yeah, exactly. Like she is carrying that. And now I'm nervous about um, Eleven because, again, we get new girls. And I'm sure we'll come to, like, love them and appreciate them, just as we did with season 10. I think yeah. season 10 I was a bit cautious as well because I was like, eh, this looks like too many Instagram queens. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no. 10, like, I liked. I think I liked for a few The people. beginning of 10 was really strong and then it really went downhill. Yeah, but this has stayed consistent for five episodes, which is strange. Even with the challenges that aren't good, yeah. it was still entertaining. That's true. Yeah, so mm. fingers crossed for more of the same. So yeah, my, my bets are on either Manila, Monique, or, or Naomi, now you've said it. You've convinced me. Yeah. I think Trinity could as well. Okay, oh, I'm going to go for Naomi or Trinity. Dark horses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you kind of have to be realistic, don't you? Like, <laughs> they want someone who's solid, don't they? Mm. They don't want someone who's got those extremes going on. I would like someone with a discernible personality who doesn't need Cartier to ride on. Hey. Um, and I feel like, you know, even Trinity does have that. Yeah. At least she's got her own thing going for her and she stands strong in, in her own, you know, in herself. Yeah, I get. Yeah. You know what? I don't know why I'm like suddenly so down on her. I just don't <laughs> want her to win because she's white, I guess. No, no, no. I know. I totally like. It would be so good, like, for the first fucking All Star season to have a person of color win. I kind of want to be chaotic. And I kind of want Valentina to win because I feel like it's going to be so divisive. Yeah. It's going to piss off half of the viewers. The other half are going to be rejoicing in the streets. They're going to be, be like stronger. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, energy, but also I want it to happen. And more rabid. No, no, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, I do. I want, I want kind of a weirdly upsetting conclusion, but one that I can enjoy and that I can relish. <laughs> so, like last season, but with a winner that we won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, that's Valentina. Yeah, I'm here for it. I really support that. Yeah, so in our chaotic world, in our chaotic dream world, we want Val, Val to win. Fuck it, bring the trees back. Just let the trees win. Yeah, I mean, she deserves it. She does. She's got a wedding to pay for. Right? She said, exactly. She's got some very real concerns. Hello, people. Okay. Who do you think that Manila and Monet have chosen for their lipsticks? I'm going to stick to what I've heard. I think they've both chosen Valentina. Okay, yeah. Interesting. I think that screws the lid on our convo i think that was a perfect summary yeah and we shall get back together and talk about after months and months of not talking again because we hate each other we're only putting on appearances for the show because we need money and we're <laughs> earning tons of money for it um and we'll talk about the season finale and i'm sure i'll be very upset whatever <laughs> happens we're going to be upset by it exactly just prepare mm -hmm. for us to be miserable in a few weeks yeah, just just cursing. Yeah, the whole show will be cursing. I'm in the diary. You know, but you should. You know, you should listen. Let your children listen to our show. It's very informative. Absolutely, we touch on many uh, educational subjects. Mm -hmm. Grace, where can we find you on social media? So, me, the elusive Chantouse, can be found at twitter.com forward slash Grace Simone. That's not Grace Simon. That's Grace Simone. She's related to Paul Simon. I'm related to Paul Simone. 
Poor Simone. Yes, yeah, Simone. And also Raven Simone. Well, I think Paul, Paul Simone is, is, is uh, his islander alter ego. That's the <laughs> well, I don't know what his uh, South African alter ego is called. That's that's just Paul Simon as well. That's just Yeah, that's just Paul Simon being white. Yeah, um, I can eat yeah. this one, Sarah. Okay, and you can find me at twitter.com forward slash Sarah Sahin. You can also find me on Instagram at the same handle, but I don't use Instagram because it stresses me out. Um, (laughs) Grace is in charge of our Instagram. Sure am. She's just texted me um, a few pictures to use for teasers. So uh, watch out for our teaser, which will just be a picture. It will just it's be- not even that exciting. <laughs> Screen cap from all stars, but <laughs> you'll all like it. You better like it. And you can follow us on Twitter at you ought to know pod, but no doesn't have a W because we ran out of space. We apologize. We are um, poor and-, and also money poor. Yes. <laughs> is our Instagram the same handle? It is, but I think it's got a W. Hi, Okay, try it with and without, you know, you'll see where you end up. Yeah, you might find us, you might not, that's okay. And if you don't, cry into your your pillow. Absolutely. What's that song, that 50s song? There's like on tears my pillow. on my pillow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 that's one. great song. Uh, yeah, we'll have to do a 50s, 50s crooner episode Absolutely. soon, I think. It's coming. It's I'm not sure I know many 50s crooners, but, you know, it's a start. It'll just be a whole episode about that one song. Yeah, Tears on My Pillow. Yeah. Okie dokie. And uh, I hope you have a very nice day. Listen to lots of Bobby Darren. Um, and also listen to uh, Pose by Naomi Smalls. Yes. <laughs> and wear an Einstein wig. Always. Okie dokie. Good boy. Right, that's it. Bye.